Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Small businesses bring Utah together. They inspire goodness and connect communities. These are their stories from Mighty Main Street, brought to you by the Utah Office of Tourism and Visit Salt Lake. Here's our host, Chris Redgrave, on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Mighty Main Street on KSL, the faces and places of Utah. This business show features interviews with our small business community that make us proud while driving our Utah job market. We're supported by Utah Office of Tourism and Visit Salt Lake. Jessica, thank you so much for joining us this morning. I have Jessica Merrill with us, and she is a tourism director for Davis County. And Jessica, I want to hear all about the Great Salt Lake Bird Festival that's coming up. I'm not sure what the date is on that. Is there a certain time when we go to the Great Salt Lake Bird Festival? There is. So this year, the Great Salt Lake Bird Festival is May 13th through the 16th. Um, It's typically a four-day festival. This year, it's a little bit different, and it'll be about three days um, of potential field trips and fun things to do. Is there a reason that it's it's a little bit shorter? Yeah, so we've had to make quite a few, um, you know, changes this year due to the pandemic. Um, Unfortunately, last year we did, you know, we were not able to hold our festival. This is actually going to be our 23rd annual festival. So this has been an event that's been around for many years. And, you know, with this year, we definitely wanted to try to make something happen. Um, But, you know, in order to make sure that there was social distancing and, you know, everybody was still going to be safe to be able to participate, we had to make quite a few modifications. And one of that was scaling back um, our field trips that we offer. And everything is essentially drive your own, but we'll still have guides and field trip leaders um, for each of the trips that we're offering. So tell me, what can people expect? It really is an awesome festival. It's something unique that happens in Utah. Great Salt Lake is just a, a wonderful gem, and it's very important to our ecosystem, um, especially for kind of the birding community. Part of it is, you know, every spring we get hundreds of thousands of birds that take a pit stop at our Great Salt Lake. And so it provides a great opportunity for a lot of people that even if you're not a, a passionate birder or just somebody who's interested um, this is a, a festival where anybody can go and just kind of really understand um, all the different species and, and different, um, offer, you know, what type of birds there are, but also really understand why they're important to the overall ecosystem um, at the Great Salt Lake and why they're important to us. About the Great Salt Lake, are there changes going on right now that are affecting these migratory patterns or are we in good shape? No, I mean, there's definitely always, um, you know, discussions and studies and, you know, conversations around how is the Great Salt Lake being affected by climate change and, you know, all these different, um, you know, aspects that affect 
um, our overall ecosystem. It is a, a definitely something that you know a lot of individuals and a lot of groups are trying to preserve because it does have a lot of benefit for the overall environment. And so uh, especially for the birds um, as well. And so that's why it's important to try to preserve the Great Salt Lake in itself. So is this a stop off? Are these birds on their way down south? Are they heading to Mexico? So they're actually heading up north. So the Great Salt Lake, why it's even kind of important, is a major stopover site for any bird migration. And so the Great Salt Lake is actually part of kind of a linking communities. We get a lot of birds from South America, Argentina. The easiest way and, and kind of the fun way to explain it is essentially they're on a long road trip and, uh, you know, they, they make a pit stop to at a rest area to snack and drink. And so essentially they feast on the brine flies and brine shrimps that the Great Salt Lake has. And they get prepared to then move on and go further north. And that happens during the springtime. And then obviously they make their way back down uh, later in the year to go back down to South America. Jessica, that is so cool. Well, you know, this is brackish water. So, I mean, how do they drink brackish water? I'm sure I sound ridiculous, but Honestly, that's a good question. Um, I don't even know that necessarily that answer. I'm not necessarily a, a passionate birder. Part of it, I mean, it all works with uh, for their uh, their needs, and it's a very important stop for them um, in order for them to make their journey onto the next stop. There were brine shrimp fisher people out there. I mean, I'm not sure if they're still if that's still a business, but that was a real lucrative business for a while there. Um, I could not believe the fly hatch that goes on. So there's plenty of food for them. How do you guys time this? So for the last 22 years, and then, you know, going to be the 23rd again this year, we always plan it usually the, the weekend after Mother's Day, which is typically around the second weekend of May. Birds kind of work on, you know, kind of like clockwork in the sense of um, their patterns and their schedules, kind of depending on like their weather and you know, that type of thing. And so we always kind of know that during the spring is when we have the most birds um, that are migrating migrating through this area. And like I said, I mean, hundreds of thousands of different birds uh, go through uh, the Great Salt Lake. And so it provides a great opportunity for anybody that's interested in birds to come out to this festival and be and have that opportunity to see a lot of different species, kind of have a variety of different birds. If I talk my husband into this, because I would love to see this, where do we go? You can sign up and register for any different field trips. This year we're offering 27 different field trips. Again, because this year is a little bit different, each one potentially has a different starting point. And so different birds kind of migrate in different areas in northern Utah. And so some field trips will um, go up even into Cache Valley and Logan Canyon and things like that where um, certain birds might be migrating or, or living. Um, other opportunities are even at our Wildlife Education Center that's in Farmington that's on a, you know, a management area that, again, has a lot of birds because it's a great salt lake. And, and so there's a lot of opportunities and choices to choose from. And so whatever an individual and, and you and your husband potentially might be interested in, you have a lot of different options to choose from. And each of those field trips have a description of what type of birds potentially um, you would be able to see or, you know, kind of what that experience would be. But they really do go all over northern Utah, which is really awesome, um, even into Utah as far south as Utah County. This is just extraordinary. Is it still kind of a well-kept secret or are, are the birders on to this? Do people come from other states for this? Yep, absolutely. We get a lot of people from different states. It's a large economic impact festival for the county. 
birders, there's a lot of festivals throughout the entire country, and every place has their unique bird or something that makes them stand out. But one of the things that makes us kind of a, a popular festival and, and one of the reasons we've been able to do this for, you know, 23 years now is because we do have Great Salt Lake. We have the opportunity of being able to show and, you know, point out hundreds of thousands of birds, but many of those are different type of species. And so you see a, a lot of birds. Some festivals can't always guarantee you'll see the quantity of birds. Um, and one of the great things is we've been able to really offer year after year is you're guaranteed to see quite a few different birds um, throughout the festival and, and whatever journey you decide to go on. Jessica, where do people go so they can get information and know where to sign up and kind of get a feel for it, especially if we have first timers? So you can just go to our website. It's greatsaltlakebirdfest.com. From there, you'll have all the information about the festival. You'll have information on what trips that we're offering, as well as registration details. We will start selling uh, registration tickets on, I believe it's March 15th at 9 a.m. They will probably sell out quickly this year because, like I said, we have had to cut back on how many people we actually are, um, you know, allowing to go on these field trips to ensure safe distancing. That website has all the information, including, um, you know, our sponsors. We can't do this without our, a lot of our sponsors and community that help support this event. And then as well as any other information that, you know, anyone would like to know about the Great Salt Lake Bird Festival. You were brought to us by Utah Office of Tourism. They asked us to give you a call about this bird festival. And the date is May, what is it again? May 13th through the 16th. And the website, one more time? GreatSaltLakeBirdFest.com. Perfect. Jessica, thank you so much. This has been wonderful. I'm so excited about this. I really appreciate your time today. I thank you for having me, and I really hope you and your husband come out. <laughs> We're going, I, you know, since I've met you, Jessica, i got a lot to do. I've got to go to Antelope Island for the dark <laughs> skies. Too. I know. We'll have to meet one of these days. Jessica Merrill, thank Absolutely. you. Tourism Director for Davis County. Thanks for all the great work you're doing. Thank you for having me. Check out our interviews on the podcast page of kslnewsradio.com. I'm Chris Redgrave, host of Mighty Main Street. Stick around for more stories on KSL Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.